fighting for your rights in her satin tights. Wonder Woman. I don't really know the tune. So um That's quite evident from you. Yeah, sorry. So every now and again, like especially in places like the kitchen, where I'll like rock up behind you and go, Wonder Woman and then I'll think, is that actually the song though? No, the answer's no. Okay. I'm not gonna do it. You, I'm waiting for you to give me the correct tune. Well, we can put the music in <laughs> so that the listeners can know. They'll know. Yes. They'll know. They'll know. It's here. It's here. Are you all right? Because you've been really excited about this for quite some time. Yes. And although I've not read any reviews, mm. I have picked up in diff- uh, mixed reports, I think the Wikipedia mm. article of this will probably yeah. say. You, um, I was about to say you banned Wonder Woman from your Twitter, um, but you are not Jack Dorsey. So <laughs> yeah, you, Gal Gadot, what, get out. What's a, you know, when you sort of like mute words. Mute words. So you've muted it, So, but you've managed to pick up that there's been mixed reviews, have you? Yes, I've seen people say it's a mess, and I have seen people say it's a lot of fun. See, I haven't seen anything, so okay. like, I'm quite chuffed. And you know what? I think those two. Th- I don't think those two things are mutually exclusive. Mm. I think it can be a lot of fun, but a mess. I quite like the idea that there's people that you know at completely different ends of the spectrum because that really leaves it wide open, doesn't yeah. it? Whereas if everyone's going, "Oh, it's amazing," and then you watch it and mm. you don't feel it's quite as amazing as other people, there's always that sense of like, "Oh." Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah. Um, it's so we weren't able to watch this when it came out in cinemas because mm-hmm. cinemas around here were closed. Yeah. And then cinemas around everywhere were closed mm-hmm. shortly afterwards. So it's now available on Sky for the princely sum of sixteen pounds to rent. Fifteen ninety nine. <sighs> that extra why did, penny. Why didn't you just call it why didn't you just price it nineteen pounds <laughs> and eighty four pence? But yeah, so we're gonna pay an extortionate amount to I've rent. I've just got a... that now. I've just got that now. <laughs> Sorry. I totally couldn't understand why you were saying £19.84 pay. That would be a really good idea. Yes, I've got it now. Thank you. That's a good joke. Well done, love. If you can't tell, it's a bit earlier than we normally record. (laughs) It's midday. It's midday, so, uh, yeah. Len's still not quite fed and woken. I haven't had lunch yet. (laughs) Sorry, go on. I, I really want to do a joke about having not seen the previous 1,983 films, but... Yeah. Oh, that would probably be another one that would take me a while to get. But yeah, I, I get that as well. Yeah. That's a terrible joke. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> okay. Right. Should we get into it? Should we get into it? Yeah. My life hasn't been what you probably think it has. We all have our struggles. Have you ever been in love? A long, long time ago. You? So many times. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> Welcome to the future. Life is good, but it can be better. And why shouldn't it be? All you need is to want it. Think about finally having everything you always wanted. I can save today, but you can save the world. Steve. Now, 
I take what I want in return. Everyone will see. Born from lies. And greatness is not what you think. Just a trash can. It's just a trash can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, Mark here. Just a little warning. We were so excited to see Wonder Woman that the second we get back into talking about it after watching the film, we go straight into spoilers. So if you haven't seen the film yet, I'd recommend stopping here. I sense that you're not happy with Wonder Woman 1984. What's your instant reaction, Mark? I mean, that's a mess. I think two-thirds of it, I was enjoying the mess. And then, in, in kind of a way, like, we've been waiting for blockbusters all year, and I kind of see that kind of like, when you've been on holiday, and you've had really nice food, but all you want is a horrible Burger King from the airport on the way home. Really? Did yeah. You? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Do you not know me at all? <laughs> That last act was an absolute mess. But I think the first two acts, although seemingly written by people who had never written a film before in their lives, oh, don't give me that face. <laughs> I was just happy to be in that world. Um, I think the, the look, the stylings, and the characters brought me through it. And I was, whilst it was all absolutely bonkers, I was quite enjoying it. And then... I mean, by the way, this film was two and a half hours long. Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> if ever there was a film that didn't need to be two and a half hours long. I'm so tired. <laughs> it was it was midday when we started. It's nearly time to go and, you know... We had so many plans so, for today. <laughs> so that was just about... It's nearly time to go upstairs, maybe have a lie down. I didn't hate it, as a lot of people have been having. I had fun for two thirds of it. I don't think it's well made. I, I don't think it's well made. I don't think it's well written. I think it's appallingly written. But I think the cast and the aesthetics and the world that they set it in carried me along for maybe an hour and a half, two hours out of the two and a half hour runtime. So my instant reaction is very much like yours. I think the aesthetics were brilliant. I love being in the 1980s world. I thought the acting was fine. Um, it's a big bl old blockbuster, so I'm not necessarily looking for some beautifully act. You know when you watch all those lovely independent films that are very quiet? You know, we've talked a lot recently about you liking, like, when we did our top films of 2020, yeah. you talked a lot about quieter films with really 
intricate pieces of acting. Yes. And this doesn't necessarily lend itself. A big blockbuster doesn't necessarily lend itself. Although there were some quieter moments and some 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 emotional moments, small emotional moments, but there were there were some there. So acting great, the eighties great, the world building great. I enjoyed all of that. I liked the blockbuster nature of it. I thought the relationship between what we know as Cheetah, although she, I don't think she's called that in the film, but Kristen Wiig and Diana Prince, Wonder Woman. I thought there's something really, really fascinating and interesting about women in competition with each other and someone who you think might have it all, not necessarily having it all and all of that sort of stuff. So I thought that was a really interesting point. I really enjoyed the geopolitical issues that it was bringing up. I, I liked the Trumpian vibes that were, that were coming out. But I totally agree with you that once we got into that second half, something happened. And I know you talk about like the last act, but for me, I think it was a bit earlier than that. Something happened where I couldn't quite follow what the plot point was with the wishes and Max Lord as a character. I couldn't quite follow what was what people were asking for and why that mattered. Although I get the general point. And then it just... Yeah, it all went a bit... It just went a bit mad at the end, didn't it? With, oh, now the nukes are going off and mm. people are crying in the street and it all seemed to be suddenly Armageddon at the end and then it wasn't. For and that me, was it. This was, this was like a, a six-year-old telling you a story mm. where nothing really makes sense and <laughs> you need to touch someone to do something, but then now you can just do it through a telly. Yeah, um, that is what little kids yeah. would do, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you kind of go, oh, how does that happen, dear? And they're like, oh, it just does. Yeah, and yeah, like, oh, just right does. Then. Right, that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think this was written by a six-year-old. It did seem to be quite young at times it did seem to be more skewed for a younger audience there were lots and lots of shots of younger kids mm. one hilarious i mean it's not meant to be hilarious <laughs> but one hilarious point where some children were in peril and it was just like a scene from an armageddon-esque independence day film where there's a dog in the way of some water or some aliens and she sweeps in to save them which was ridiculous i challenge that i think it's like something that's a parody of that to me, that scene, this, there's lots of moments in this which reminds me of some like Mars attacks, mm. um, as opposed to Independence Day in itself. And it's like the president in this <laughs> yeah. is like a cartoon president. Yeah. I'm just looked, and this is written by Patty Jenkins. Yeah, yeah, directed by Patty Jenkins. And it's written like, by. Oh, uh, written by Patty Jenkins. Oh dear. And Jeff Johns. Who's Jeff Johns? Jeff Johns has written, he wrote Aquaman. He's also mm. written a lot of the. TV DC universe, mm -hmm. so he would. I think he did a lot of Smallville, um, did, doing a lot of the Flash, um, Titans, Young Justice. I, I wonder if he is. He might be a comic book. Yeah, he is a comic book writer. I think that's how I know him mostly. Okay. I wonder if that is the original story. I know there were some elements of it that came from the comics because when the trailer came out, people were saying, "Oh, it's the Invisible Jet." That and I had yes. never heard of the Invisible Jet. Oh, really? Yeah, but people had had seen clips of them with the fireworks over the top of the jet, and worked out that no one could see them, so therefore it went back to the comic. Which then... also means that radar doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Apparently. 
<laughs> but also the um, costuming she has at the end with the big golden um, armour. I think that comes from the comics as well. I un- as I understand it, I am no comic book fan. Would you recommend it? I think it's a really good blockbuster. I think it's got some major issues in the second half. I'm sorry, really good? Okay, well, it's it's a bit like what you say. We haven't seen one for such a long time. Yeah. I can totally understand why the reviews, and I haven't seen them, but why the reviews might be mixed, like you say, with some people saying it's awful and some people saying, oh, I had a really good time, because I swung between that the mm. entire way through. Oh, brilliant, 80s. Oh, there's a mall. Oh, there's... All the all the all the clothing and you know, but then part of me's going, oh, how long have we got left? How long, yeah. you know? Especially in that second half, just constantly looking at the um the clock, trying to work out when it will finish. You had your phone out quite a lot at points. Just yeah, yeah. Mm. Not not so much not so much deep diving into it, but I just yeah, I was not being held by this a lot of the time and because kept... it's so pulpy. But we kept missing bits, didn't we? And then we had to rewind. And there were also some sections that I didn't... And I kept saying to you, I just don't understand. And I can't quite... We had to put subtitles on a couple of times. I mean, that's the only good thing of like being at home, is that you can, you can do that. And you can pause when the phone rings, as it did for us. Pause when you want to go to the loo and yeah. do all of that. But I did, I did really feel that... And maybe this is something for later on in the podcast. But anyway, I'm going to say it now. I really felt that I would have perhaps enjoyed this more, not saying that it would forgive the things that I've said in terms of criticism, but I felt I would have enjoyed this more if we were sat in the cinema. It was so cinematic to begin with, you know, flying through the air, doing essentially Wonder Woman Ninja Warrior, waiting for Chris Kamara to come out. (laughs) And, sorry, joke for people watching Ninja Warrior UK there. But it just was so beautiful and the 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 scenes of the am what are they called the amazonians Something have i got like that right that. yeah they are called the amazons oh thanks um, they're a race that can also get you a dvd the next day <laughs> if they're in prime yeah prime only tick the box yes yeah <laughs> happy or, to be sponsored by amazon by the way or if you want it a couple of days later you get a little credit for a <laughs> free mp3 or something like that Okay, so that was kind of like our instant reaction. Shall we dive into it a little bit more now? Yes. You look amazing. Do you think it's too tight? I think it's just right. Wow. Yeah. I'll take it. I don't know where to start with this, if we're talking about the actual plot. Okay, so well, let's start, start from the beginning. Because I think this is something that was meant to pay off and I don't think it did but Diana is in like I, I know I've called it like it's a joke but like yeah. ninja ninja warrior so she's going th- through all of these it's like an iron woman isn't it she's going through all of these different events to win a prize against people who are much older than her yes yeah for some reason there is a child amongst these amazons yeah because she's are... Diana because she's like brilliant <laughs> But yeah, young but Diana. No one's pointing out that there is a child amongst these people. Well, she isn't. She like the queen's daughter or something like that. So you don't see. You didn't see four-year-old Prince Harry. Or, well, you did see four-year-old <laughs> Prince Harry, and it's a knockout. Maybe this is what it's a version of. No, no, I, I was. I thought that was fine because she's the queen's daughter. So they, of course they're going to let. And she's like the best of her people and all of that. You know, for the future. So yeah, fine. So she's she's going through hoops. 
she's jumping through the air she's riding horses yeah she's trying to it had a bit of a um to begin with it had a little bit of like a harry potter vibe when they were it was like quidditch on on horses at one point i have the exact we can come back to that because i've got the exact same issue with this Mm -hmm. than i do with quidditch it was uh, quite interesting right okay yeah get that on so yeah, she goes through. She find she gets knocked off a horse, and she finds uh, like a loophole, doesn't she? She finds a shortcut, but she misses one of the targets to show that you know it's like one of those things where you have to hit a particular point yeah. to be able to get to the end. So they know that she's cheated. She gets to the end. They don't let her. And then it's meant to be this story that she learns. Now I was waiting for that to pay off. Yeah, absolutely. In not. the rest of the film. I think it's just been put in there, hasn't it? To be, right, we need to go back to the Amazons. We need to go back to her childhood. We are contractually obliged to put Robin, Robin Wright, Wright in. Oh, Robin Wright. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I know back. it's set in 1984, <laughs> yeah. but it's not Robin Wright Penn. <laughs> yes. And um, her mother. Oh, now, who's her mother? Connie Nielsen. What? What's Connie Nielsen from? Remind me. She's in Gladiator. That's it. Yes, she's yeah. the mother in Gladiator, isn't she? Yeah, she's a one-hour photo, and yeah. she and in this she stares at a big she... from a big platform. <laughs> yeah, she does. She doesn't have much to do. But there is absolutely no need for this to be in there. Yeah, not at all. There is this assault course where they've got a full stadium of people, mm-hmm. yet most of the race takes place outside of the stadium. Oh yes, where and they don't have just... any screens. No, no, it's just a. A ribbon rolls down a little bit halfway through just to tell you who's ahead. Yes. That's not a spectator sport. <laughs> no, it isn't. And that's the problem I have with Quidditch. Quidditch mm. is not like a sport would be. But you can see it because they're all within, like you've got the people who are at, in goal. Although I suppose, are you talking about like the seekers that can yeah. go Quidditch makes absolutely around. no sense because mm-hmm. as soon as you get the snitch, yeah. essentially you've won. So yeah. the, everything that's taken place before that Makes no sense. It's like if Liverpool and Man United are playing each other, but they've got a t- got two people on the other side rolling dice, and if they get Yahtzee, then the the people automatically win no matter what's happened. <laughs> okay. Like yeah, Man United four 0 down. They really did Yahtzee right now. You've really thought about this way too much. I've I've been moaning about Harry Potter's Quidditch for a long time. I know. Yeah. The Yahtzee thing's new though. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've clearly thought of that recently. Anyway, so that bit there. Lovely to see, looked lovely. That, that's the bit that I was saying, I wanted to see it on the big screen, but no need for it whatsoever. And this moral that she's looked like the moral of the story of like, you've got to earn it, you've got to be, um, like, look how happy the woman who's won is, she's actually earned it, and you haven't. So I'm waiting for that, and now you've earned it to come back mm. later on. No, no, it didn't. As, as far as I'm aware, unless you've seen it I mean, somewhere. It's, it's loosely in that, you know, you've wished something, and but you've. You're not going to get it. Oh, okay. But no, that it doesn't tie up. This, I'm pretty sure I this think is if just. If it was meant to, it should have. It should have hit me slap bang in the face of like, ah, mm. right there is the payoff. Rather than you having to explain, oh yeah, she she wished that she won, but she someone told her that she couldn't win because that was that's cheating. So she's wished for Steve back, and now she has to give him up in order to win. Okay, but no. Um, yeah, of all the mm. things, this that let's cut it out. Yeah. And just because you've got Connie Nielsen and Robin Wright yeah. on contract, th- that didn't need it. No. Especially when it's two and a half hours. Two and a half hours, I know. Two and a half hours. So, Ooh. we go to the 80s. 80s, yay! A mall. Oh, the mall, the clothes. But 
completely lacking the 80s music. There was one, I was counting for it, because I was waiting for New Order to come in as well. I was waiting for Blue Monday because they used that in the trailer so heavily. There was one scene, and it's Frankie Goes to Hollywood, Welcome to the Pleasure Zone. But they didn't even get to the bit where he shouts, you're a long way from home, welcome to the Pleasure Zone. It was just bits of it at a party later on. I was really expecting this to be more 80s, more music, you know, like like the trailer was. Like Stranger Things. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And I think they had it for about 10 minutes. Yeah. And then it could just be any time. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I mean, by the end, you're you're in Cairo. I thought there was a bit of an Indiana Jones vibe going on there. Mm. Um, you're travelling to the White House. And, uh, yeah, it could have been any time. Yeah. Any time at all. And we were introduced to this MacGuffin. <laughs> yes, the MacGuffin. I mean, it did look a little bit cheap, I have to say. Well, so I think it's meant... To, Is it meant to? I think it's meant to look like a monkey's paw. Now, please explain to me a monkey's paw, because they say this all the time. Yeah, I was really I proud understand. that I thought this was meant to look like a monkey's paw, and then they mentioned the monkey's paw. It's, oh, okay. it's from classic literature of, it's like the genie in the lamp. Someone gets a mm-hmm. monkey's paw that grants him three wishes. Oh, so it's an... Oh, no. So it's an actual, like, an animal's paw? Well, it's not real. Oh, right, okay, so it's a fake... It, it's No, no, no. I mean, it's in literature rather than... Yeah, but that's what it's meant... Is it meant to be a real animal? Yes, a monkey's paw, oh, yeah. Hmm. So with the three... Fi- and it was like the three fingers coming up. Right. It also looked like something you get in a back corner around Summers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um... You did mention, oh, that looks a bit phallic, doesn't yes. it? I was, oh. <laughs> Don't get to say that in the cinema, do you, when you're really quiet throughout the whole film? But at home, when you're renting, you know, your film, you can mm-hmm. say things like that. And this, for some reason... Gives people a wish. Yeah. And it's, a, it's a genie genie's lamp, like yeah. I think Diana was a little bit too quick to accept that it was Steve coming back. Okay, so Diana w- w- wishes for for Steve, and yet, well, she doesn't know that she's she doesn't know at the time. She doesn't know it's like a wish thing. They read some Latin, don't they? That yes. suggests that, you know, it'll make your dreams come true. Mm. And then she either gets asked or she sort of wistfully looks mm. off and she sort of says, you know, I, I, I wish he, he would come back. Of course you would do, wouldn't you? That would be the first thing that you would you would think of. She's very low. You meant, you meant to think, because she's sitting in restaurants at the beginning, mm. no one's sitting opposite her and the waiter's then taking ages to clear away the plates of the other person, you know? Yeah. No one's talking to her. But do you not, like... It would take me longer than 30 seconds Mm -hmm. if I walked up to someone Mm -hmm. and said, oh, I'm your dead love of your life. (laughs) Come back to life. I would expect some questions. Even if I knew anything about them, it would still be more than 30 seconds before we were kissing in a museum party. A museum party. (laughs) And I was thinking, that's a bit public. I was really confused because she sees this guy that kind of looks like a merged Chris Pine... Some someone almost like he, he looked um like like a a cartoon very cartoonish in his looks like quite a bit like a sort of like a Buzz Lightyear action man type type <laughs> look very square jawed and yeah desperate so, Dan yeah he sort of like he he stands out in the crowd because he looks quite different he's got almost he almost looks like he's got piloty clothes on yes technical term and then. He, like, says random things to her about time. And she's like, don't say that to me. Like, that's the only thing Steve ever said to her. Like, it's, like, the only person in the world that could say that thing about time. Yeah. And then the camera twirls round loads of times. And then it turns into Chris Pine. And I got really confused. I was like, 
well, I just didn't understand what was going on because my understanding was, okay, she's wished for him to come back. Why does he have to be in the body of someone else? And no one else can see Chris Pine in the film because when we go into this guy's house that Chris Pine's living in and he looks in the mirror, he looks like the guy. He doesn't look like Chris Pine. Why Why isn't he just Chris Pine, Mark? It's quantum leap. <laughs> I really wanted to say oh boy at some point. <laughs> and um, Dean Stanton, is it? Possibly. It's been the, a long time. Since, anyway, yeah. the guy the guy with Ziggy. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean Stockwell. <laughs> Dean Stockwell. Um, yeah, going around telling, oh, you need to get back to <laughs> <laughs> And he like, takes over this guy's apartment and all of his... Co- it's like, Eats his pop tarts. Yeah, what's happening to you that... Is in his in his futon bed, you know what's happened to this poor other guy. But also, like no one else seems to have this problem. So when someone later on wishes for a million pounds, they just get a million pounds. When someone wishes someone dead, they're just dead. When she wishes for him to come back to life, surely he should just come back to life. So I got really confused as to why there was this other guy involved. I mean, if he comes back to life, he is at the bot probably presumably buried somewhere so well no he went at the end of the film he went up in the air didn't he explode at the end of the first he went he took something up and in the jet and because that's what he says i genuinely he, when he don't comes, remember can you not remember neither no. can i but when he when they're walking around like the lincoln memorial he says oh the last thing i, I remember going up in in the clouds and the, that's the last thing i remember i think he takes something and explodes that would but make that, sense that's, that's I'd like an to... indictment on i cannot remember what happened in wonder woman one should could have done a terminator two thing of seeing his body parts coming back together <laughs> but uh, yeah i just thought it was a bit random but i just didn't understand it but it yeah. did seem like a nice plot way to bring back chris pine yeah oh yeah and i i don't mind chris pine coming back at all i think one of some of the best scenes in this film are between gal gadot and chris pine they really have a great chemistry on screen i mean she is hot to trot like she is the most beautiful woman I have ever seen, like, I cannot take my eyes off her. I don't know how she was invented, right? I normally say that you're the most beautiful (laughs) woman I've ever seen, but I totally agree. Like, she's just amazing. And I I know it sounds really, like, pathetic to go, oh, she's dead beautiful. But but she just, she just is stunning and so watchable. Like, you just, she captures you. And I think she's such a beautiful, I mean, in all ways of the of the word such a beautiful presence on screen you have especially as wonder woman who's meant to be this this calming this very um very intelligent sorry emotionally intelligent person as well and mm. um, doesn't really know how wonderful she is sort of thing and i think gal gadot really sells that but also sells that idea of well if you you've been you know all your friends die eventually and you get you get a shot at the beginning of like you go through all the old photos don't you in a house to sort of remind you of who was in and we she's there's a photo of her with like an old woman and we both turned around and like oh it's jesper carrot's daughter lucy davis yeah from from, um, the first wonder woman so it's things like that you get the impression that they've all died you know and that she's Hmm. she's left alone and she doesn't have any friends or people that she can call on yeah. and it's a very lonely life so even though you you know you're stunningly beautiful and everyone wants to go out with you and she's constantly getting all these pests mm. coming after her actually there's no one but steve that she can hang out with i mean 
what we have learned from this film, though, if you Uh-oh. want to be not harassed by men and <gasps> want to look not beautiful, just put on a big pair of glasses. Oh, I mean, but you know what? I was watching that sexual harassment storyline play out, and I still can't quite figure out if there's something, and I know there's something not quite right about it, but I can't put my finger on it. Mm. I'm really, really looking forward to listening to the other podcasts, and particularly from the the women that I I listen to, to get their view on it, because something didn't quite ring right about, so Barbara, we haven't talked about Barbara yet, but Barbara, played by Kristen Wiig, Get attacked in in the in the park, yeah. Um, in Washington, when she's walking back from um from a sort of like a dinner with with uh, Wonder Woman, mm, <laughs> but she knows she's Wonder Woman. So yeah, I'm going into far too much detail in this. But anyway, she gets attacked by this drunk bloke in in the park, yeah. And Diana turns up and saves her in, in inverted commas. But then later on, she meets the same guy, and in her guise as someone who is strong and powerful, and she has sort of the powers of, of Wonder Woman at this point in time. She then beats him up and leaves him in the street. And I just I wondered whether there was more there was more that we could do or more that we could say. About about the sexual harassment of of women, you know, women walking alone in in the park. Yes, I there was something that just didn't quite the ju- sit the mob right justice of for for me, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I and I need to think about it more. As being really honest, I need yeah. to think about it more in order to articulate it better. But I I wasn't sitting there going, oh yeah yeah, kick, you know, kick him and and get him in the ground because that'll that'll solve that issue absolutely particularly because that guy clearly had this is no excuse but that the guy clearly had a substance abuse issue and i don't know why whether we could have educated rather than beat him into a pulp and i don't think that she gets anything out of that barbara as the character well it's meant to show that she's turned into a baddie isn't mm, it yeah yeah because yeah. the other the other guy who she communicates with comes mm. up and goes barbara barbara yeah, yeah. what yeah. are you doing yeah. yeah 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 um can we can we talk about barbara yes I really enjoyed that performance from Kristen Wiig. I'm a big fan of Kristen Wiig anyway. I really like the stuff that she's in. I really liked her in the the latest incarnation of Ghostbusters, where it was an all women. She wasn't the problem with that. Yes. No, she wasn't. Yeah. I really liked her in that. I like her in Bridesmaids, even though I don't like Bridesmaids as a film. And I really enjoyed her here. I really liked the idea of a woman who is and although she is completely beautiful and you know she isn't she is not an in inverted commas ugly woman but yeah, they ma- they make her out to be someone who is perhaps quite dowdy plain jane super brave yeah exactly take her glasses off and yes. she looks you know she looks stunning before she did, her. I know, exactly and all she has to do is like tuck her jumper in and, and take her trousers yeah. off yeah. to wear some <laughs> to wear some uh some like, leg warmers pedal pusher type, pedal pushers, yeah. that's it yeah Yes, um, but I, I liked it. I liked that idea of having another woman in the film to look at Diana Prince and to think, oh, you've got it all, and to be jealous and to be... And when, you know, and to have people essentially bully her or not no, notice her and to be alone and to, to be vulnerable and to be saying to someone, I've got no one to go to lunch with, no one really, you know, I'm new to this job and even the person who hired me can't remember me and see someone and think, oh, I want to, I wish I was like you. That's yes. something very true to life and it's nice to see it played out in this, This and then understanding that actually 
that leads to to more and wanting more and needing more and and eventually turning into a cat a cat at the end yeah i didn't know that she was going to turn into a cat did you not no did you watch the trailer for this i must have done but i think i've watched the first one but not necessarily anymore and i've not seen the i don't see the latest one on purpose so i love the trailers but the first trailer that i saw because there was like the big 80s soundtrack to it which really really Mm. got me um but the first one I had a real problem with, I think I actually talked about it in one of our After Work Drinks episodes. Yeah. Because the the cheetah, that bit at the end where it's all in, it's mostly darkness. It's yeah. sort of the, the final sort of 15 minutes, isn't it? Where Cheetah is battling with Wonder Woman looked atrocious. Like it really looked, it wasn't even computer ga- You know, computer games are so good now. Yeah. It was substandard. It was about 1984 computer games. Mm. Um, and I think at the time, actually, quite rightly, you said to me, they probably haven't finished the... And they'll ha- they've had more time now FX, to do it. FX are done up normally up to the week of the film being released. Well, this is a world away from or what I saw. Or a month afterwards, if it's cats. <laughs> cats, but, come yeah. back in. But like I said, it's a world away from what I saw. I thought it was yeah, really yeah. effective because they kept going to her face and it was actually her face with makeup on mm. and the rest of the body was mostly in darkness and it was fur, yeah. but not in a cat's sort of way. <laughs> I thought it was really effective and the idea that, you know, she, she was consumed by darkness and consumed by the power and all the way through because i knew it was coming you've got cats in the shots with her in the museum she's walking past all the cat things and she's wearing cat print and the um, and animal print and as the film goes on she's actually wearing snake skin she's wearing and she she's becoming the cheetah all the way through and even in um, Pedro Pascal's apartment when he's on a sofa there's a leopard print sort of thing on the actual sofa so you, you've got the motif there's an ice cream van going past our house so I'm just, just, just <laughs> be prepared for that everyone wait for that to come through um, so yeah it's, it's there all the way through if you're looking for it I, I really enjoyed it and I wish they had stuck with that rather than spending more time with the pedro pascal storyline is do you agree do you think that i think that's the weakest thing in this i think there is a problem that they have nothing for her to finish up with Mm. she turns into a cat Mm. for reasons because she wants to be an apex predator because someone can go oh i have another wish because that's not the way this works but (laughs) it does now (laughs) yeah um and she turns into a cat and they have a little rook and then she gets electrocuted. And then there's Popeye the Sailor Man playing in the background. <laughs> yeah, from the ice cream man's coming past now, everyone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and then she dies. Or She doesn't die. Well, does she not? No, she doesn't die. She gets electrocuted, but she's fine. And then, oh, that, I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because she's she's in the cat game. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, and then at the yeah. end, you see her looking like herself. Yes. Not like with the glasses back on. You see her looking lonely out onto the world, it, clearly having renounced her wish. It was a bit pre-end-of-stage boss mm, on a computer yeah, game. Yeah, there was no agree. reason for them to fight and then just stop fighting mm-hmm, at the end. Mm-hmm, and then nothing yeah. was learnt from that fight. No. It was just something for Diana to do before she went in for the final went conflict. Get the final one, yeah. Because, agreed. Yeah. Should we go on to Pedro Pascal? Yeah, go on. Uh, this is very different from his portrayal as Mandalorian, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and also from the character he plays in Game of Thrones, whose name totally skips. He's the prince in Game of Thrones, isn't he? Yes, the one who 
gets yes his head caved in dispatched yes quite un, un- happily mm. yes because in that he's really charismatic he's he's very sexy he's in the brothel all the time he's yes. you know he's like he's the playboy prince and then in mandalorian again he's very en- we don't really see him very much no. um but he's very enigmatic he's a very different presence and then this is very cartoony and he just he looks very different i'm not saying it's a bad performance it's clearly meant to be an over-the-top performance and he doesn't look that's it thank you um he doesn't look as we would typically know him and maybe that's the attraction is in this one he is playing someone who is essentially a tv like a televangelist yes yes slash trumpian vibes stroke snake oil salesman totally um here it comes Carry on. I mean, there's only stuck two dolls down, <laughs> yeah, so you're gonna get Popeye the Sailor Man ice cream version sometime soon. It's coming back. Yeah. Anyway, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. So Pedro Pascal gets the great phallic monkey paw, <laughs> okay. marital aid, and for reasons I'm still not sure of, goes, "I want to become that," and that's his wish. He's been looking for it for a long time, hasn't he? They later discover that he's been following. We don't get any suggestion as to how he's come to know about this at all it's just they find almost like you know when they go to someone's someone's lair and then they find blueprints and they go oh god he's been looking for he's been searching for this for 20 years and you get that sort of vibe from it but you never really hear from him or anyone else how he knows about it what it means to him why he would ask for him to be the genie essentially what yeah. he gets out of that why doesn't he just want why doesn't yeah. he just say i want to be really successful yes. oil man but no he wants to be the monkey paw yeah i don't understand his motivations in this let's let's put that politely yeah there is something with his son isn't it that where he wants his son to be proud of him but again i don't understand why he then needs to become the genie in order to for his son to feel that way about it. That was a weird subplot, wasn't it? It was very odd, mm. yeah. And then there was this idea that the little boy who's called Alistair was, he has him at weekends, you you discover, yeah. and then it's his weekend, and he shouts and he's like, oh God, why is it my weekend? Now that doesn't suggest to me someone who really wants to spend a lot of time with their son, no. or really cares about their son, so that didn't no. quite match up for me. He seems like, at one point, in one part of the script, he was a really rich, successful businessman mm. who just got greedy, mm. and then it was changed to being quite an unsuccessful businessman, but they've still kept bits of the script in there. Mm. Because he's got, messy. he's got this big office, but, but nothing's in it. Yeah, it's almost, well, it looks like it's been abandoned. It looked yeah. like he had been successful. And that, well, someone later on talks to him and says, oh, we've all discovered it's a Ponzi scheme. Yeah. You've been selling us a lie. You know, we, you, you've sold us these pieces of land, but actually they've got no oil in, in them. So I like the idea of he gets people to make wishes on his behalf. I mean... Why do you like that? I don't really understand it. Because it's, I mean, it's qu- it's quite clever that it gives you more wishes. Oh, than... okay. So if someone else wishes for something, yeah. When then... he says, "Don't you wish?" It goes to his driver and says, "Don't you wish that the traffic would just part and let us through right, to get somewhere?" I understand. Somewhere? Yeah. 
But it's very messy. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, why does he tell people to shoot them instead of just grabbing someone and saying, don't you wish our head had fall off? Right, okay. And I mean, that's quite specific. Well, it would solve a problem. Okay. <laughs> I don't understand the bit about where he goes to Cairo and he talks to the guy who's on the front of, I don't know what it was. The magazine. The magazine, and he's like the king of oil or something. Yes. And then he gets him to wish for... And, he wishes for his his ancestral lands to come back and essentially then ends up building, oh, look, oh, I mean, this is right on the nose, isn't it? Mm. A wall yeah. where the poorest people cannot access water. I mean, totally, totally on the nose. But I just didn't understand why that did anything for Pedro Pascal. It doesn't. Mm. It doesn't. What does he get out he of has, that? He has loads of oil at this point. Right. And then he goes abroad to have a different scene mm. of 10 minutes that could probably be cut out and probably should unless i mean they are trying to make a political point with this yeah. and it's probably a point that i don't think a stupid comic book film mm. needs to go down i i did like the i did like that like i said earlier i like the political nature of it because then it makes it bigger it makes it more it it, it talks about things that are in our or current situation. Does it have anything to say about them, though? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think it has the basic things to say about them, which is these things are bad. But yeah, I I agree. I, I, maybe I'm looking for things to go. Oh, that's quite good. Mm. 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 Yeah, and the bit at the end where Pascal's at the backdrop of the, like the White House stand and the White House. Uh, logo in the background where the president would typically where you go into a bunker but you've got all of the branding behind yes. you. you you can do that in Washington when I was there you, you don't go into a bunker but you can go into like um one of those shops that sell all the tat and there is a podium with the White House banner behind and you can have your photograph taken as if you were standing there making it in a, pre- a presidential address there's also one of them in Vegas oh which, is there? yeah yeah we oh, walked past it so many really? times when we went Oh, next, both next times, time. yeah. Next time yeah. we'll do that again. So, but there's there's that set up in a bunker, and it, it seemed, and he was saying to people, and again, very on the nose. We totally get what they're doing here, but saying to, tell me what what you want. Think, what do you want? I'll give you what you want. Yes. And we know that there are people out there who sell that sort of. I, I can't think of the word without. Snake oil. Yeah, but yeah, just, yeah. Selling this dream, in inverted commas, to a certain section of society that isn't really a dream. Careful what you wish for, all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a yeah. good job that's not in the news at the minute, isn't it? I know, it? I know. It's re- really, really made me think about that mm. at, the, at the moment. And like I say, the, the Trumpian side of things, sometimes I think you, you kind of think, oh, well, I kind of want to go to the pictures and not have to think about that. But I did appreciate the suggestions that he was making so should we get on to the ending of this mm, do we have to after we've had the reboot of thundercats <laughs> um gal gadot's gone and got changed in some armor that she had lying around for yeah. no real reason and and was pointed out earlier oh what what's that yes. in your office oh it's just some armor i had lying about okay. it was yeah it uh, was some other woman's that we've never heard mention of before but and we don't know what happened to her. Yeah. Okay. So later on, armor on. Yeah. Defeats yeah. Barbara. <laughs> defeats Barbara. Yeah. yeah. Battle cat. Um, Chitara. Um, 
So, Pedro Pascal, mm-hmm. I forget what his name is in this. If it's Max Lord? Yeah, okay. Yeah, like yeah that. That, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's right. Yeah. Is handed out wishes left, right, and centre like Oprah Winfrey. You yeah. get a wish, you get a wish, you get a wish. <laughs> that's my favourite line of the podcast. He's gone into, he's, apparently, you don't need to touch him anymore because someone once made a reference to a satellite stream that it was like touching everyone at the same time. Metaphor. So then that metaphor becomes real mm. and that means that someone can wish for something all around the world and yes. we get one of my favourite, least favourite tropes of all the tellies around the world going on at the same time, like in Bill and Ted's Burgess Journey, and then you see people around the world getting wishes granted, like, I wish you Irish lot would go back to where you Oh, it's from. all right, on, on the, yeah, it, it's yeah. Because, and he's got red hair, yes. and then the police all, like, come and bundle all yeah. these Irish people into the, and he, I was a bit like, oh, and, it's just not quite right. And then I wish you dropped down dead, and, and then, then you see the woman holding her chest and, and falling on, down on the you back. you see the ambulance, like, people trying to give her yes. CPR. <laughs> With ice cold, nice cold, ice cold milk thing on the side. <laughs> but then we see that when you get what you want, the world goes to shit. Mm. Um, someone wishes for loads of nukes, so Russia and USA start firing missiles that are all nicely posted around major cities, bad looks mm. a bit, at each other. This is just... It's messy. Incomprehensible mm. bollocks. Mm-hmm. I, I, I can see that they're trying to say something special and nice <laughs> and like yeah but this is shit mm. I, I like the sentiment i like the idea behind it i don't think it was executed particularly well that and that's all really i i can i can say about that not being executed particularly well <laughs> might be the underestimate <laughs> understatement of 2021 the bit where he then well we get onto the bit where he, Gal Gadot then does a speech, which essentially is what happens in a lot of films, isn't it? Which is someone, someone does a speech that makes someone see the error of their ways. I want know? that. I want that on our wall. Something about the truth, and I kind of switched off at that point. I want to get that stenciled on our kitchen wall, like. And then he renounces his way. She runs off, and then suddenly he's like back in the middle of Washington. And he's shouting for his son. The, the streets are empty. Yeah. There's just mess everywhere. He's shouting for, shouting for his son. And his son magically appears out of a forest. And then... <laughs> yeah, randomly. Just random. Oh, there he his is. His son just went walking around Washington. Yeah, and by himself. Like, around the motorway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With all these people with guns and... The, the, yeah. yeah. So, danger and, and missiles going off into the... Anyway, and then the son teaches him a lesson about being proud of him. Oh, actually, can I go back a bit? The bit that I did for, I was rolling it's my eyes. It's appropriate to the storytelling in this, so yeah. <laughs> rolling my eyes is Gal Gadot, sorry, not Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman puts the lasso of truth around him and then she gets flashbacks to his early life where he's been abused as a child. It, yeah, his his dad is beating his mum. Yeah. His dad is showering him for wetting the, the wet bed. Wetting the bed. And, and then... He's, he's being bullied at school because he doesn't have the right... Like, he's got holes in his shoes. And then he goes to college and he starts a Ponzi scheme. Yes. <laughs> like, like, yeah. I, mm, yeah, misplaced. Yeah, mi- yeah, that's a really good way of putting it. There's, there's something to be said about we are the product of our upbringing. Yeah. But it didn't quite work there. And you didn't get any... That that didn't come up any time earlier. We didn't no. get any sort of feeling that he's been 
bullied or he's been abused as a child, you know, and this is what's happened. It's just suddenly, oh, by the way, this is why he wanted to do all these wishes. And it still doesn't make any sense. It's not like you see him. You know what? If you'd seen him, and I know it would have been still very tropey, but if you'd seen him as a child going, oh, I I wish my dad would stop beating my mum. I wish my dad would... Maybe that would have had more resonance because then you see him getting his wishes later on in life. I'm making up plot points for the film now. Anyway, I've just had to. I think it was too far gone by this point. Anyway, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. But anyway, the son then teaches him a lesson that he doesn't need to be the best business man in the world because the son's already proud of him. And then everyone hugs and smash cut to Christmas. Yes. I mean, it was July Beautiful. 4th during the mm. actual film plot, so mm. presumably this is six months later. Yeah. But that's never really made Beautiful clear. scenery. Lovely little Christmas market. Lots of snow. Kids being idiots and throwing snowballs at Wonder Woman. <laughs> Not very nice. You should have blasted it off. I blast it back at them. That would have said... Because that kid, he goes, oh, sorry. But he actually... He, he like proper served it at her back. <laughs> I would have. I wouldn't have been turning around. No, oh, 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 it's fine. And she bumps into the guy whose body Chris Pine <laughs> yeah. took over. In the outfit that she created for Chris Pine, that Chris Pine was like, "Why would anyone go out?" I like that outfit. It's a lovely little scarf. Very nice. Do you want me to get one? <laughs> no, no thanks. I think we're fine. Okay. Yeah, and they have a lovely little chat, and. Off he goes. Yes. And that's it. The end. The end. Apart from... Apart from... Dot, 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 dot. A post-credits scene. So, at one point, for no real reason, there is a plot point where we find out that one of the goddesses stopped to... Stopped behind when the Amazonians were being taken over by men. Mm. And they built an ark, didn't they? They built her armour made of all of their other armour yeah. to encompass her so it was totally it go, goes around her and that's the armour that Diana wears later on in yeah. this film but she never found this yeah, this, this they goddess they never found her again, they didn't know what happened mm. to her um, and so we bump into her she's, she's walking down the street with like this flowing gown with dark hair you're meant to think it's, that it's Gal Gadot yeah but then she saves a baby from being electrocuted by a telegraph by post. A pole? Yeah, well, <laughs> like it's like a telegraph pole comes down, doesn't it? And yeah. she stops it. No one bats an eyelid. No, no. Like but, it's but, like you know, like like someone just you know, ah, like someone st- you know, stopped someone falling into hmm. them, not a massive wooden pole. Yeah, she just pushes it back over. Yeah. It. Anyway, the mother runs after in that way that they do in all these. Abandoning their child. Oh yeah. Like, oh, thank you so much for Thank you so much. Oh, how did you do that? And she. And then she turns around, and lo and behold, who is it? It's bad CGI Linda Carter. <laughs> do you think that was bad CGI? I think there's some de-aging going on there. Oh, okay. I thought she just looked great. I mean, yeah, but she... I mean, Linda Carter... Should we see how old Linda Carter yeah. is? She'll be 70. Right. Pushing I thought, 70. I thought she looked like a really good 70 there. Yeah, she yeah. looked too good a 70. Okay. Right, I may, I may be wrong. Mm. Yeah, she's born 1951. She's 70 okay, this year. Okay, well, good, oh, good for her. She does not look 70. She looks like she, she does... So. In, she did in 1975. I don't think she did, hun. I don't think she did. I think she, she just looked... Very, very Wonder Woman glam in at this end. I didn't feel that she'd been de-aged de- at all. 
Okay, well, but I mean, there we go. I mean, I didn't look for very long. Let, let me tell you now: if she's not been de-aged by CGI, she's been de-aged by a surgeon. <laughs> Maybe she just has a really good moisturizer. Yes, yes, she uses oil of Eula. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's from the eighties. Yes. That's changed now, you know. What's it called? It's oil. Oil of Ole now. Why? Oil of Eula was like what it was like in the eighties and nineties. Oh, don't ta- don't ask me. I don't know why it's they like changed it. It's like how GIF became Sif. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's not like that. Like um. Snickers, what was that? Was that Marathon? Yeah, but that was actually in the eighties. That oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's stop now then. <laughs> Starburst and apple fruits. Yeah, I said let's stop. <laughs> I think we've come to a natural conclusion. Yes. <laughs> so, how many stars would you give this? I was giving it four most of the way through, and your 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 face. Um, yeah, <laughs> don't look at me like that. Inside out. That's all <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Um, I think it's a it's a standard three for me. I think it. I I just I enjoyed it probably because we haven't seen anything. Well, I haven't seen anything new. Big block. You know, I love a big blockbuster, so I haven't seen anything like this for quite a while. I looked forward to seeing it. I think if it was on a a different day, it might have gone to a two and a half. I think if one was on another different day, it might have been three and a half. I'm 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 skitting between those two, therefore I've gone for a three. I think two and a half is about mm, right. I think you're probably right. I I'm couldn't recommend to this generous. to anyone, but I, I, I had fun for yeah. at least half of it. I think I, I would say like I'm thinking of some of our friends, and I would say to them, what, you know, what else are you able? You know, we're, we're stuck in the house at, at the moment. It's all very dour and very sad at the moment and things are, are not brilliant in the world stick on this for a bit of fun do it in sections <laughs> i'd be like do it one night do it the night after because it's absolutely worn me out and there you go that's the quote <laughs> for the poster do it in sections it's, it's worn, worn me, me out, out. <laughs> what else are you gonna do everything's very sad and dour in the world this'll do Elaine Gregerson, the Honeymoon Period podcast. Brilliant. I'd be quite proud of that. <laughs> Two and a half to three and a half stars. Can't make a decision. Some days it might be two. two <laughs> some days it might be three and a half stars. Elaine Gregerson, the Honeymoon Period podcast. I think that's a very honest review. <laughs> okay, let's let's leave it there. <laughs> Maybe go and have a lie down. <laughs> yes. Thanks everyone for listening to this Wonder Woman. Day, day night? Yeah, day night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll be back with a proper date night at some point in the future, won't we, where you get to pick a film and I get to pick a film and we'll do, we'll go back to that as as well like we did last year. Yes. And I think we've got some an actual proper a main show coming out soon, yeah, haven't we? Yeah, we've got a yeah. main show where we're gonna talk about the T V that we've watched over Christmas and sort of New Year. Watched over Christmas was darts. <laughs> yes, we did. We watched a lot of darts over Christmas. Well, I might mention that a little bit on the main show just to sort of put it in there because I think we feel need to acknowledge the amount of darts that we watched over Christmas and New Year. Anyway, so yeah, we'll be back with um, some more main shows. We know it's been a little while since we we've put something out, so it, we're we're ramping it back up with the with the podcasting. Yes. So look out for main show, after work drinks, date nights. They're all coming your way over the next couple of weeks. And you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at The Honeymoon Pod. Yep, just a reminder, we're on there. And if you would be ever so kind as to go on to iTunes or your podcast platform of choice and leave us a review or a nice big five stars, we'll be your best friends when you come to our party. <laughs> yeah, when, when we're allowed to have a party again. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> cool. 
Thanks very much, guys. Thanks a lot. See you soon. Bye. Bye.